Good morning. The stage is set ahead of the opening ceremony for the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. Three-time Olympians Laura Peel and Brendan Kerry have been named to carry Australia's flag. They will lead a small group of Australian athletes in attendance. The Games going ahead under tight COVID protocols. Such an honour, such a privilege and we have such an amazing team so really proud to be a part of that. It is definitely up there, probably solid to say it's in first place right now. The action gets underway at nine o'clock tonight, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. In breaking news this morning, the leader of the Islamic State group has been killed during a special forces raid in Syria. Let's go straight to Tim Lester in the US now. Good morning, Tim. At least 13 people died. Good morning, Jody. Yes, early reports say 13 dead and 10 of those women and children in one of those raids that the US rarely carries out but occasionally does for high-value terrorist targets that are highly risky. His name, Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Karashi, the new leader of Islamic State, took over after a similar raid back in October uh, 2019 when Baghdadi was killed by uh, the US then. On this occasion apparently about two dozen commandos backed by uh, US jets, military helicopter gunships and drones attacked a three-story building in northwestern Syria. Apparently the commandos arrived and demanded people come out. Uh, one family fled from the building but then a gunfight ensued over a couple of hours. Uh, it's believed at least the US military says that the military leader killed himself by exploding a suicide bomb which killed him and his family. US forces in a, uh, a shadow to a past raid lost a helicopter in this raid, had to destroy it but apparently all American forces are okay and return to a secret base in the Middle East and taking with them DNA samples to prove that they had killed uh, the leader of Islamic State. The president speaking about what is in most respects a military triumph for the US a short time ago. Thanks to the bravery of our troops, this horrible terrorist leader is no more. Knowing that this terrorist had chosen to surround himself with families, including children, we made a choice to pursue a special forces raid at a much greater risk than our, to our own people, rather than targeting him with an airstrike. And one footnote on this attack, Jody. Apparently, the US informed Russia just prior to taking the military action, essentially saying that Russia needed to stay out of the area while US forces carried out their attack, notwithstanding the tensions uh, between Russia and the US militarily at the moment. Apparently, Russia abided by that, and the US was able to carry out the mission uh, uh, undisturbed by Russian uh, forces in the area. Jody. Very interesting. Okay, Tim Lester, thank you. The federal government has been blasted by Labor over the unfolding crisis in aged care. Let's go to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra now. Good morning, Taylor. There are calls for the minister in charge to resign. 
That's right, Jody. Good morning. Labor calling for Richard Colbeck, the minister in charge, to resign over the escalating aged care crisis we're seeing through COVID-19. Anthony Albanese came out swinging at Richard Colbeck yesterday, calling on the Prime Minister to sack him. After it emerged, the aged care minister attended the cricket in Hobart instead of appearing at a parliamentary committee investigating COVID-19 in aged care homes. This is a crisis, and it's a crisis on this government's watch in the wake of a Royal Commission that described the aged care sector in one word, neglect. Nearly 500 residents living in aged care died of COVID-19 last month. That's more than all of last year combined, with half of the facilities across the country now facing outbreaks. The sector is also facing shortages of PPPE, rapid antigen tests and staff, with 140,000 shifts being left unfilled each week. Now a federal task force has been set up to investigate the growing number of deaths, deaths including finding out the vaccination status of those who died with COVID-19. Jody. Okay, Taylor Aiken, thank you. New evidence has revealed Australians are catching COVID without even realising. A survey of 117 volunteers on the Gold Coast returned 20 positive results, but only four had symptoms. Only two of those had been tested prior and knew they had COVID. The other 18 had no idea. A lot of people that have been infected are completely unaware that they are infected and certainly have not been tested. The findings were presented to National Cabinet. The mother of Queensland's youngest COVID victim has shared a heartbreaking tribute to her daughter. Diagnosed with a rare condition that left her unable to walk or talk, five-year-old Ruby Boston had been battling the virus for two weeks before deteriorating rapidly. Her heart had never faltered before and this time I knew she was just, it was, she was ready. A GoFundMe page has been set up for Ruby's funeral. Hundreds of teachers and support staff in South Australia have already been sidelined by COVID barely a week into the new school year. It's understood 195 teachers and 171 support staff either have the virus or have become close contacts just two days into Term 1. It's not yet known how many students are infected. Novak Djokovic has promised to reveal his side to the story, speaking out for the first time since his visa debacle. The world number one sat down with the Serbian president and thanked him for his support during the unfortunate events in Australia. He told fans to be patient and promised to tell all at a later date. It comes as Serbian authorities insist there's no evidence Djokovic submitted false COVID test certificates when he tried to get into Australia. A BBC report pointed out a number of discrepancies. A man has died after he was stabbed on the New South Wales central coast. Emergency services were called to a retirement village at Erina just before nine last night, finding the man with wounds to his chest. Paramedics treated the 42-year-old, but he was unable to be revived. An investigation is underway. 
A quick check of sport now at Australia's Jakara Anthony has started her Olympic campaign in perfect form. The 23-year-old blitzed the Beijing Moguls course, posting a score of 83.75 to finish top of the rankings. Anthony will go straight through to the women's final on Sunday as she chases her first Olympic medal. Fellow Aussie and 2018 silver medalist Matt Graham was bitterly disappointed after he failed to finish. He will compete again in the second qualifying event on Saturday. Our women's cricket team has continued a summer of Aussie Ashes domination. Meg Lanning's side retained the Ashes last night with a 27-run win in the first one day against England in Canberra. Defending a modest total of 205, teenage fast bowler Darcy Brown tore through England, taking four for 34. Jess Jonason took the final wicket to dismiss the tourists for 178. Catch! Yeah! And she's got it. Jess Jonathan takes the catch. The win gives the Aussies an unbeatable 8-4 lead in the multi-format series with two matches remaining. Checking Friday's weather now, a shower or two for Brisbane, heading for a top of 27 degrees. Showers also in Sydney, 25 the top. 20 in Canberra, partly cloudy, mostly sunny, 25 in Melbourne. Hobart, partly cloudy with a top of 20. Mostly sunny for Adelaide, 27 degrees. Hot and sunny in Perth, a top of 39. And a possible storm for Darwin, 30 degrees.